How good is the taste of victory? It's good. It's a good taste. It's a great taste. And uh, the reason I'm tasting it is because you, the wonderful listeners turned voters of Newsable, have crowned me your Fun Fact Friday queen. For the week. We take each week as it comes. As it stands, I am the Fun Fact Friday champion. I have taken it. I have to doff my cap to you that, I mean, as soon as you said your fact, I was like, yeah, that's better than my fact. Maybe I'm going to talk about it every day this week, actually. Well deserved. Uh, (laughs) Shall we move on? Yeah, let's. Kia ora, this is Newsable. I'm Emil. And I'm Imogen, and this is what's worth talking about. Donald Trump says he's about to be arrested and has called for his supporters to, quote, protest and take the nation back. We all know what happened last time. He used language like that. Yeah, and speaking of world leaders getting arrested, uh, there's a warrant out for Vladimir Putin as well. Emo, there is too much news on. It's not a good time to be a former or current world leader by the looks of things. And they say money can't buy happiness, but not anymore. New research says more money does equal more happiness, but only up to a point. And unbelievably, it's three weeks till Easter, and we are going to tenuously seize this link to trial some Easter eggs and find out which ones are the best ones. Hooray! (laughs) We've got all of that coming up in a moment here on Newsable. Newsable takes time and resources to produce. Please support our mahi and visit stuff.co.nz slash support. The former US president, this is big news, uh, Donald Trump, has said on social media that he expects to be arrested this week. Which is odd given his campaign for next year's election says it hasn't had any such communication from law enforcement. Yeah, this whole story relates to allegations that Trump, via his lawyer, paid the porn star Stormy Daniels hush money to keep quiet about their alleged affair. Yeah, this is still dragging on, but what's causing most concern is the language Trump used in his post urging his supporters to, quote, protest and take the nation back. Peter Bale is a New Zealand journalist who has worked for Reuters and CNN and now contributes to the Kaka. Just in a nutshell, Peter, what can you give us a brief explanation of the allegations here? So far, we do not know exactly what he will be charged with or even if he will be charged with. It's been said that he faces an indictment, which will lead to one of those classic perp walk arrests in uh, Manhattan. You know, we know the look with, you know, flanked by police officers and you're in, you're in handcuffs. If, if he's accused of broadly the same sort of things that Michael Cohen, has, his former lawyer, uh, has alleged, which is essentially writing misleading documents inside Trump organization and using saying that this was legal expenses as opposed to campaign expenses. Now, there's an argument that paying off Stormy Daniels was a campaign expense and therefore should have, should have been declared as such. But it's very hard to believe that Alvin Bragg, who's the attorney for the uh, Manhattan District, would go through all this process just to get that on the record and to indict Trump for that, because that particular offence would only be a misdemeanor, which would be uh, you know, a relatively small crime, still a crime, but punishable by no more than a year. So it, it, it's a really, you know, one has to imagine that there is much more to this than just the uh, misleading description of what that payment to Stormy Daniels was. Peter, do we have any idea as to how likely an arrest actually is at this point, or are we kind of working off bits and pieces and whisperings? I, I think at, at the moment it's bits and pieces and whisperings, mm. but the, one of the best whisperings or one of the best things that's emerged is that Alvin Bragg, the, the attorney the attorney for that district, has um, 
talk to security, talk to the police, talk to the FBI about what would be required to protect that building, presumably from the kind of uh, fracas that we saw on January the 6th. Like you say, we don't know what the charges are yet, but how watertight are they going to have to be? They're going to have to be squeakily tight, I would say. I, I listen a lot to Preet Bharara, who was the uh, uh, Attorney General for the Southern District of New York, you know, and, and and he's pointed out that you know the the fracas that's going to be created through this, the opportunity for Trump to grandstand on the back of it, you would really want to have something absolutely tight, and you certainly want to have something more than a misdemeanor. Could this be another January the sixth? Does it have the potential for that? Well, that's that's exactly what people are worried about. I, I think at the moment, as so often. Trump, it's Trump himself that is generating the heat and the light around this without much evidence. You know, we, we know that he has still has some supporters. We know he has uh, the Proud Boys and people like that who are prepared to go the extra mile at his command. Peter Bale, thank you so much for your time. Emil, do you remember January 6th? I remember it like it was yesterday. Oh my God, it was amazing. Just wild. I couldn't believe I was seeing this happening in Amer- in, in the US. You know, like the, the US has its flaws, it always has, but seeing something like that in this country... Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I couldn't believe my eyes. Glued to the television all day, switching between all the different American networks. And pff, could we be in for round two? Yeah, it would be nice if that didn't happen again. As we said at the top of the show, it's been a bad week for news leaders. And uh, one of the reasons for this is that an arrest warrant has been issued for Vladimir Putin... I mean, what's the deal here, Emma? This is from the International Criminal Court, yeah? Yeah, so the International Criminal Court accuses Putin of responsibility for the war crime of deporting Ukrainian children from Ukraine to Russia. The Kremlin was quick to dismiss the allegations, uh, as one might imagine, and the Russian foreign minister said the ICC decisions have no meaning for our country, including from a legal point of view. So hard to see the Russians taking this seriously. You know... This is Vladimir Putin. He's invaded Ukraine. Um, clearly, the you know international rules-based order is treated with disdain by this guy. So, like, I mean, is anything going to happen to him? Look, it's unlikely he's going to end up in jail. The only two other leaders indicted while head of state never did. Libyan General Muammar Gaddafi was overthrown and killed before he could be arrested. And Sudanese President Omar al-Bashir was arrested and tried on other charges after a coup in his country, but he hasn't then been turned over to the ICC. Putin would have to be in one of the ICC's 123 member states to be arrested, and it's not likely he'll travel into any of them while this warrant's in place. So the US and China and India aren't signatories. Yeah, so the the main kind of takeaway from this is it's another notch in the whole Russia is a bit of a pariah state to the world thing. Um, so really, I think this is more of a symbolic thing, but it is yet another symbolic thing that kind of establishes where some of the world institutions are in relation to Russia and the invasion of Ukraine. You know how people always say money can't buy happiness? Well, they're wrong. It's science. That is exactly right. New research from the US suggests that mole money does not necessarily equal mole problems 
sorry to the social scientist Biggie Smalls. Uh, in fact, it makes you happier. Early research a few years back said that happiness plateaued at the equivalent of around 120,000 New Zealand dollars. But now, according to fresher research, it seems like that plateau doesn't matter so much. With one of the study's authors writing, for most people, larger incomes are associated with greater happiness. In other news, the sky is blue and the Pope is Catholic. Uh, clinical <laughs> psychologist Dougal Sutherland is on the line to chat a bit about this. Hello, Dougal. Kia ora, team. How's it going? Can money buy happiness or is it more complicated than that? It is probably more complicated. Um, so, so you'd be, I think you'd be mistaken if you put all your eggs in the money basket to go, well, if I just get more money, I'm going to be happier. But there's definitely a trend that shows the more income you've got, the, the generally you report feeling happier. Um it's particularly strong for people at the bottom of the income heap. So if you've been pretty poor, getting more money does have a bigger impact than if you're already well off. Why might more money mean less happiness for some? Yeah, there's a group that are... um, So the unhappiness decreases and then it sort of plateaus and they don't get any happier... One of the theories is that there is lots of other things going on for those people that money cannot fix. Dougal, I'm curious about this. In a research setting like this, how do you actually measure happiness? How 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 do how do you how do you quantify something like that? Yeah, and it's it's an interesting point. That and actually, if you read some of the research, they don't call it happiness. Uh, they call it emotional well-being. And they basically, I think they use an app which pings you every randomly throughout the day and asks you to rate how you are feeling right now uh, from not very good to very good. Now, I'm not sure that I would call that necessarily happiness, but it's a good title uh, for a paper and probably good clickbait. Is that happiness? We could have a debate on that, and I'm sure there would be some strong points of contention around whether that's actually happiness or not. Clinical psychologist Dougal Sutherland, thanks very much for your time today. So there you have it, Ammo. Money can't buy happiness, but it can buy you an Aston Martin and a full-size snooker table and a really nice pasta maker and uh, a lovely brick fireplace. And shall I keep going? (laughs) More dogs. It can buy me more dogs. I think you're conflating a whole bunch of issues. You don't want to be held to account well, no, on I, what, rising child no, abuse numbers. You can manipulate crime statistics. I, I promised I wouldn't have a tattoo about that gotcha journalism. Hang into the National Party's no, attack line there. That, that, I think that it would be a resignation offence if I didn't deliver tax reduction. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're, I'm not worried about it at all. Nothing iffy in there. On. That sits with you perfectly fine. That's what, that's what we're focused on. Whatever happens in politics, the weird, the wonderful, the important, the thought-provoking, we got you. Listen to Tova wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, so you remember on our first ever episode, we did a taste test. Do I remember? How could I forget? We generated news headlines. We ignited <laughs> a, a, a Nancy Drew-style investigation for the Prime Minister's favourite pie shop. Favourite steak and cheese pie that he claims was bought in a bakery in the hut. I don't think we're going to have the same issues with today's taste testing. <laughs> we got these from a supermarket. <laughs> <laughs> right. What are we, we, I mean, we should establish, we're toast testing Easter eggs, yeah? Yeah. Staff has put a bunch of Easter eggs to the test with a pair of nine-year-olds, and you can check that video out and article out online. But 
What do they know? And all chocolate's chocolate when you're that age, eh? Yeah, yeah, precisely. Keep nine-year-olds out of serious news, I, I say. <laughs> yes. Should we kick things off with the... Let's. Oh, these are going to make me feel sick. So these are the these are the marshmallow rainbow Easter eggs. Fluffy raspberry flavoured eggs and yummy choc coating, according to the packet. Gluten-free. Skinny. Oh, I can't. I can't eat it. It's making my mouth hurt. Uh-uh. I guess you could call that chocolate. Let's do the the lint, the lint mini. These are easily my favourite. I already know. So it's a lovely chocolate outside. I'm guessing there's going to be something inside. It's funny because we thought we were going to be way more sophisticated than the nine-year-olds, but I've watched the video of them eating it and all we're doing is exactly the same thing, eating them and going, mm, It's exactly the same. Mm. Okay, well, let's get, our, let's get our food credit cats on in that case. So like, what do you like about this one? Break it down for me. For me, with the lint chockies, it's that gooey centre... Mm, which still has enough um, firmness to it. It's not like a caramel egg where it all suddenly goes everywhere. Lovely structural integrity to it. Yeah, magnificent. Maybe the mini eggs. The good thing about these is when you, as we hear, when you put it in your mouth and then chew, very satisfying crunch. Okay, so cream eggs. Now, these used to be better back in the day, right? What do you mean? Didn't they? I don't know. I swear they they used to be better back in the day. What do you mean, better? They're so sweet now. I feel like they used to be sort of creamier or the mixture maybe was different or or something like that. I don't know. Mm, Too sweet for me. Way too sweet. Yuck. I mean, I'll finish it, but... It's better than the raspberry marshmallow one. For sure. Oh my gosh, I'd forgotten about the raspberry marshmallow. Don't bring it up. That was Apologies. that's half eaten yuck going in the bin. Hey, I tell you what, the pinky pinky marshmallow eggs. I've been talking about this all day, you can- and I'll continue banging this drum. Pinky marshmallow eggs, a little bit of caramel at the top, and then like yeah, you know you you don't look enthused. No, I don't know why you're still trying to sell me on these marshmallow and chocolate yuck. Marshmallow in general. Oh, gee, I mean, what do you think about that? Beloved usable audience, marshmallow and chocolate <laughs> just straight up don't go together according to Imogen Wells. All of this, though, does beg the question, what is the greatest Easter egg of all time? We've only tested a tiny fraction of eggs on offer. But if you've got any thoughts, like us, um, and we're sure you do, you're all smart, considerate, very talented people for mm. um, just, again, choosing me as your Fun Fact Friday queen. But that's why um, we want to hear from you. Flick us an email, newsable at stuff.co.nz. Or a voice note, even better. Oh, yeah. Also, you can email that through. That's newsable for today. I'm Imogen Wells. And I'm Emil Donovan. If you enjoyed this episode, please do follow us on your favourite podcast player and leave us a rating and a review. It helps other listeners to discover the show. You can also follow us on social media to stay up to date on new episodes and behind-the-scenes content and all things newsable. You can find us on Insta, TikTok and YouTube by searching Newsable NZ. Have a great day. Bye. Was this episode of Newsable usable? Then back NZ News by making a financial contribution at stuff.co.nz support.